Snap! Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Kat, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Master Shortcaster, Dragon Rider. Um, and unfortunately, Smarms is out this week, so we have special guest host, Tito Santana. How you doing, Tito? I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking me to be on. I'm very excited. Excellent. So let's hit last week's poll question real quick, and then we'll talk to Tito a little bit before we go into the uh, the main topic, because there's not a lot of news <laughs> this week, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, before we get into our news mm -hmm. question, yeah, no. Um, but yes, uh, thank you so much for joining us this week, Tito. And uh, we hope that Smarms, uh, you know, takes care of herself this week. Uh, but last week, we asked everybody, we talked about, uh, like, what we had accomplished over 2022 and what kind of we were aiming for, what goals we had for 2023. Uh, so we did ask that open-ended question what is a goal or hope that you have for yourself with Hearthstone content creation or gaming in general that you'd like to work towards in 2023? And unfortunately, we actually did not get any uh, responses on Twitter or in our Discord. But also, I understand that, uh, you know, this time of year, people are either incredibly overwhelmed with the amount of stuff going on or they're just totally not <laughs> engaged on social <laughs> medias, you know, spending time with family or just taking that time to... Uh, to disengage for a little bit so definitely understandable but you know while we have you here tito can we ask some of yours yeah absolutely um so my hearthstone goals are mostly around content creation I, i'm planning on um i i for those that don't know me i um i'm a new streamer i started streaming i i started um uh I got diagnosed with ADHD uh, about halfway through this year, and I started taking medication. I said, you know what? Why don't we start doing some streaming? And then my friend Doc McButt said, hey, you want to start a podcast about Hearthstone? And I said, sure. And then I started making YouTube content. So uh, so I've had quite the journey over a short period of time. But um, I have um, some upcoming things happening. We have a big show match, actually, between um, this podcast, Dr. 3, and the podcast that I'm on, Bread and Butter. Uh, we're going to have Smarms versus Doc McButt um, in, a, in a, a show match, which is um, a bit of a rehearsal for another event that uh, uh, Dragon Rider and I have coming up at the end of the month, which we're not quite ready to talk about yet, but um, we're very excited about. And um, I know I think I just took a tangent, sorry. Um, but that's what Smarms does, right? So I'm filling in for Smarms. Um, so my main goals for Hearthstone is to be more consistent. I tend to, I, last month I did not make Legend, unlike I guess everybody else. Um, I struggled, I, there's a hole in my game somewhere, I'm trying to figure it out, but I'd like to consistently make Legend earlier, just so it's not something that's weighing on me while I have all these other things going on. I want to, uh, plus people prefer I think to view streamers where they're Legend players versus someone climbing towards the middle end of the month, so I'd like to just you know, do that for everything. Um, and just not only that, be a better player. And uh, my podcast is about education, um, improving your Hearthstone game through everything. Dawn actually runs a, um, uh, she comes on once a month to talk about fundamentals, and we love having her on there. And um, 
I just want to learn a little bit about what I'm doing and, and you know, implement those fundamentals and become a better Hearthstone player. So that's pretty much my, my main goals there. Become a better Hearthstone player and kick out a lot of content and improve my visibility. Those are really great yeah. and also like not small goals either. No, no, <laughs> I, no. I hope you realize that. <laughs> oh, I, I do. And, and there, okay. there's, there's soft goals. Like I, I don't have... I don't have real solid numbered goals that if like if I don't hit 500 followers or, or on Twitch or anything like that, it's not about that. It's about moving in the right direction, having growth, um, and, and just just improving in quality and quantity, and and that's it. So soft goals, directions, not not necessarily like uh, I, I think that sometimes that can be good, sometimes it can be bad. I think in this case, it's good. Agreed. I, yeah, I, I personally like those goals too. Mm -hmm. I think they're, uh, or those types of goals. I think it's just, it's a little bit, like you said, it, well, good or bad. You can't, can be easier to follow. Sometimes, you know, if you keep it too vague or, or don't give yourself like something direct to work towards within that goal, it's just kind of like saying something. Right. Um, if you don't have you a know. deadline, sometimes it's yeah. easy to let things slide. But like, given that I am streaming constantly, given that I am doing the podcast constantly, given that I'm I have things planned that do have deadlines, uh, I think just moving in the direction it's going to take care of itself. Absolutely. Well, thank you for answering our poll question, and for everyone, we will have another poll question at the end of this episode as well. Exactly. So, news. Um... It's 2023. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. So we don't really have much to say other than that. So, um, but we also have, as Tito just mentioned, the Dr. Three versus Bread and Butter show match crossover podcast coming up as well. So that is going to be happening Friday, if I remember correctly. Saturday. Or Saturday, Saturday, excuse Saturday. me. Yes. Yeah. Saturday. Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern 7th. Standard Time. Excellent. You'll be able to find it on Twitch TV slash Tito Santana HS. Perfect. Yeah. I'm excited. So. Me too. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so hold on. So actually, um, who do we think is going to win? Doc or oh, Smarms? There's no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I love you, Doc, but yeah, yeah. our girl's going to take it down. I was going to say, I got to go with Smarms in this one. Got to gotta stay loyal to the podcast. I, I mean, it's okay to be wrong. That's fine. But um, Doc's going to come out swinging and he'll come out on top. Oh, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, it's, going to, gonna... it's going to be exciting regardless. <laughs> yes. Yes, and then everyone who doesn't, uh, you know, know Tito and Doc will get to meet them if you listen to this show. And likewise, for, you know, anybody that might be a listener of the Bread and Butter podcast, you'll get to know uh, the ladies of Doctor 3 a little bit mm -hmm. better and more. So, yeah, we're, we're excited for this. Um, I'm pretty stoked to have a, a crossover episode. I think yeah. that's something that, like, I don't think we've really had much of at least in a while for, for like just the Hearthstone podcasts, uh, yeah. you know, maybe like a guest host every 
mm-hmm. now or then, but like not a full like complete crew from both shows. Yeah, I don't. Well, that's I don't envy whoever's going to edit that because <laughs> that's uh, five people, which is um, a little more work. Uh, yeah, Tito's saying this because he already knows that I said I would edit it. <laughs> <laughs> but what, like one of the what you were saying, one of the things that uh, you and I have talked about, and maybe you'll have in the future, is maybe we can have some sort of um, tournament um, style kind of like weekly thing where. Um, we we have podcasts going up against each other um, in Hearthstone, and and you know have like a round robin that like you like this week it's bread and butter versus you know Doctor Three, and then next week you play whatever other podcast we might be able to rope in and Blizzlet or or whoever, and and then like you know have like a round robin and then tournament like that'd be kind of fun even just to like talk about every week like your matches and who you played and and whatever. So um, maybe that's something we can figure out down the road. That does sound like a very fun idea, and a lot of uh, crossover is always a good time. So yes, I think as long as there's like a little bit of like ground rules, because I don't know, but like both Hat and Smarms are like taking over the pod, <laughs> the Hearthstone podcast. Yeah, it's, it's like it's true that you know, are they only representing one of their podcasts? And if so, which one will they represent? I don't know. <laughs> Find fair. out on next week's show. <laughs> yeah, there would there would have to be some sort of like um, you're on one team for that. Or yeah, but like you were saying, but the the crossovers. That's how I found even like the communities that I'm in. I used to listen to the Tack Show um initially and then they had mentioned that there was um a special episode of coin concede where they had a round table of women in the community and this was um a few years ago and um i don't even remember who was on it. i think cora was on it possibly i think um uh nicolina was on it um but it was a really really good episode where they they uh coin concede just basically hosted and, and stayed out of the way um and and there was a lot of good issues there and from there i started listening to queen concede and i found you know uh blizzlet from there and i found squelch from there and and it's just it was like just that one little thing gets you in there so you never know yeah it's it's great there's yeah. there's a great hearthstone podcast community yeah so. definitely there's there's a lot of crossover and it's always good to see people in whole bunch of discords you know from uh you know different different podcasts and different communities and it's always cool to kind of have that like cross talk going on so like i'm a big fan me too oh you know i just noticed in our show notes we don't have uh we we did not put in our notes for the competitive scene so let's talk about that really Mm -hmm. quick i this might take us Uh, a while I know, yeah. Uh, so, in our competitive news, we still have no news. We're still freaking waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we did get a slight update from. Did we get an, a slight update from Abar saying like it's coming? It's it, it's slightly yeah. delayed or something. We got that like two weeks ago. Okay. That, that basically they said uh, that things were still being finalized and that they would have official news in. 2023 early 2020 you know early january so i was kind of hoping that it would come out today because usually they release news on like tuesdays 
it might still come out this week, but also I think a lot of, you know, a lot of companies and a lot of places also had yesterday, Monday, the second off since the holiday fell on a Sunday. So, you know, maybe, maybe we'll get news on like Thursday this week or something, but I'm kind of expecting at this point that it probably won't be until next week, but I'm hoping that at least next week we can have some news to talk about. But yeah, we're we're still waiting <laughs> for the competitive news. Mm-hmm. I know everyone is chomping at the bits. They, you know, we talked about this in the last couple of episodes last month. Basically, they did say uh, January's month will count for both standard, like qualifier, you know, qualification um, purposes, as well as uh, the battlegrounds. What January would. Um, and then we are waiting. Like, it well, was like, that'll count, and then <laughs> news is coming. I, I would think that the, probably the biggest delay is the Nettie situation, because we don't know what's happening with Hearthstone. Like, right now, it's, yeah. it's done at the end of the month or the, mm-hmm. sometime yeah. in January, and I'm sure they're trying to make that not be done and and because there's, there's a great competitive scene over there. So um, I'm sure that's a major factor into why news is being pushed out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still anxious for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, still chomping at the bit. But mm-hmm. at least, you know, hey, if you're still waiting on that, just know that they did can say earlier, like three weeks ago now, I think at this point, maybe longer, um, that January does count for qualification. We just don't know, like, what, you know, if it's top 16 on ladder top 32 top 100 we don't know how that's going to look or if it's like a point-based system we don't know any of that but uh, if competitive is something that you're looking at and you are someone who you know does focus on ladder you know that's one focus of our show right like the biggest focus Mm -hmm. of our show is you know playing standard ladder so uh, if that is you and you're you really want to compete um I would try kind of like Tito was saying earlier, like trying to get your early push in for your climb. So you, you know, get in there early, got that 11 star, maybe, you know, hit, hit the ground running and then put yourself in a good spot for when they do make that announcement. And then you can kind of see where you need to pivot or adjust from there. Exactly. There was a little bit of news though. Um, a bunny hopper got his trophy and he was curious why it had an American plug since they haven't needed that since 2014. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that. Oh, I mean, he's not wrong either, which is sad. Um, but yes, he got, he got the trophy, but yeah. Hmm. They could have sent him an adapter. <laughs> I hope they did. <laughs> they probably did. So, oh, oh well. Okay, they'll fix it yeah. in the next patch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay. Well, let's move on to the main topic. We were kind of like, what should we talk about this week? And you know, there's not a lot of news. Um, so then we next train of thought is, okay, well, why don't we talk? about a deck or something, you know, like, let's talk about a specific deck. So, uh, Dragon Rider, since you came up with this, why don't you go ahead and lead us? Yeah, no problem. So, it's, okay, I kind of cheated in a way, I guess. Uh, so, I figured we would talk about a deck called Demon Hunter, which really is like three decks right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, 
I, I figured, you know, this could be a good chance. Demon Hunter is being played a lot, like especially at high levels. There's a lot of Demon Hunter going around, but there's actually kind of several different lists and some slight differences in those lists that I actually think, depending on what list you're facing, could make a difference in potentially how you play around it, what you're looking for against the deck. Um, and, and of course, there is some similarity and some crossover um, but, you know, I figured we could talk about kind of the differences in these decks, talk about um, like the generality of how they're played, a bit of how to play around it, some tips uh, either for playing it or for playing against it. Um, but the three, now these deck, <laughs> we were talking about deck names uh, before the show, but uh, the deck names here, these are off of HS Replay. Uh, and the three that we have listed here are just quest demon hunter then we have quest spell demon hunter and then spell demon hunter uh, okay so yeah it's i know they're they're all kind of similar but you, well, the last one these. the last one's actually fell spell rel fell rel spell yeah <laughs> it's a tongue twister is really what it is i'm not calling it that <laughs> Yeah, point redeem for whoever can. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to submit a point redeem for a tongue twister. Uh, and you got to say that five times fast. All right, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, yeah. So let, let's talk about these. The first is quest, just quest demon hunter. Um, so this one, obviously it does run the quest. And with that, the quest wants to have a lot of draw. Uh, but this version runs lots of draw. It runs the spell, or the the relics. <laughs> now we're just sp spellix. All right, this is the relics and <laughs> spell damage. Uh, so this is some spell damage, like um, just some of the the minions, right? So you're looking at uh, the Silver Moon Arcanist. I think is kind of the biggest one. Yeah, that's the one that we looked at initially, and we're like, I don't think that's going to be very good because you can't target. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't target Thanks. minions with it. So, like, what is it? What is this going to do? And then it turns out, well, Demon Hunter doesn't have a lot of. It has a lot of spells that. Well, you really don't have to target things with that. So, all of a sudden, that doesn't really become a, a, a downside there now, does it? <laughs> It can, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the main the main spell you're looking to work with that is Unleash Fell, mm -hmm. um, and, yes. and that that goes face without targeting face, so um, it works out just fine. Mm -hmm. uh, same with Fell Barrage, that one as well. It also, um, I mean, if there's no minions on the board, it will just target face, but it will have that added spell damage as well. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's it's been kind of interesting. I feel like for myself that I've seen a bit less of the like just kind of hard quest focus and I've seen more of the the quest spell version and the the like fell spell or the fell relics uh demon hunter uh myself. So, let's Yeah, the the relic build is kind of fallen out of favor. Um it's too slow yeah. in the in in the current meta. So Yeah, um, after after the nerf of what is it? The relic of dimensions to six mana. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. 
shot. Yeah, that was a a big hit to that deck. It's still a great card. Like mm-hmm. even at six, it's still a really good card. But you can uh, the the alternate version of Quest Spell DH is a much faster deck. And 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 why would you play the slower deck that you can get more efficient out of the, the faster deck? So most people are, are favoring the Quest Spell DH. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the the quest, uh, like spell demon hunter. Uh, so it runs the quest. It runs Soul Eater Scythe, which is that uh, new weapon, right? The four mana, four attack, two durability. At the start of the game, consume three different minions in your deck and leave behind souls that discover them. Uh, so it works with playing essentially literally only three minions in the deck. Uh, with this version, it's usually Lady Steno, the Silver Moon Arcanist, and Jace. And then basically the goal is at the, at the start of the game, that weapon kind of consumes those, creates a spell that's put into the deck, and you don't have to worry about you know those minions getting eaten or stolen or removed uh, until you play those uh you know, bound soul spells, uh, but it runs a lot of fell stuff. And then the no minion style of spells that deal damage uh, or, or have an effect if you have no minions in your deck uh, So like Felder Eye Warband, you know, the deal for damage. If your deck has no minions, you get four one ones with rush. Um, it runs, you know, a, a lot of synergies like that. And basically the goal for this is to have depending on maybe the scenario, but you can either have a lot of really big, like heal type turns, uh, like Tito mentioned with like Silver Moon Arcanist and Unleash Fell. Uh, it's gonna deal three damage to everything. Uh, so the more that's on the opponent's board, like if you are playing the Demon Hunter, the more that's on the opponent's board, the more healing you're going to get. Uh, so Demon Hunters will tend to kind of save that a little bit, see if they can get a little bit of value from it. Or on the other side, they might go for big damage bursts, uh, especially with like the Lady Steno, right? Like I've seen people save up big hands of spells. They play the the Lady Steno and then just kind of like let loose with a bunch of super cheap spells. And the Bound Soul is also a spell now. So if they get one, they can get that Lady Steno. They play maybe one of the other Bound Souls. Maybe it's been discounted because they're running that quest. So even discounting it by one makes it free. Uh, so they can get some extra value there. They might pick up their Arcanist and then kind of have even more value. And then they kind of aim to close out games with like Lady Steno, uh, Big Burst Turns, or Jace replaying the the Fell spells. The real, the real, I mean, I've played a bunch of this deck. In fact, I, I even made it golden because I was kind of, I'm, I'm expecting it to be nerfed on some level. So I said, you know what, I'm going to have a golden deck for the first time in a while. But, um, um, the real keys on the deck uh, is the draw. You, you don't care about the quest, quest reward. I think in probably 60 games I've played with it, I've played the quest reward two, maybe three times. Um, usually by the time you get it, you've burned through most of your deck um, very quickly, and you only have like three cards left anyway. Um, but the real trick is with, with this deck is you want to take advantage of the, uh, the, the rush minions that you create um, in a couple of different ways. You want to pair that with the, um, the what do you call it, the Feast of Souls um, to advance your quest because if you can 
you draw, you cast the, uh, what's it called? Um, the four damage, uh, the Feldori Warband. You, you do four damage to face, you get four minions, and then you bump those four minions, you cast uh, Feast of Souls, and you've just completed a round of the quest, like, instantly. Um, also, the, the real other part of this is if your opponent is playing minions, you pair that with Sinful Brand, or double Sinful Brand, and you, you drag them down real fast with that. So a card that people thought was going to be unplayable when it first announced ends up being really good. Yeah. Those yeah. are those those are the two keys there. When you can when you can pull off a bunch of one one rushers, it's suddenly sinful brand. If it has more than four health, starts really stacking up very quickly and Demon Hunter has ways to generate rushing tokens. So the bigger it is, the more damage it's doing. And you can put two sinful brands on the same target, and they take four damage for every hit the damage. And then your hero power, you know, there's just, it just stacks up really quickly. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's yeah. very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and damage not only from the rushers, but like, uh, you know, there's turns that the demon hunters are able to kind of line things up where they leave like that or maybe that minion plus one other minion and then they cast things like the foul barrage that also hits it so that two damage suddenly turns into uh not only two damage to the minion but two damage to face or four damage to face for that as well it just it is not it feels an easy like deck to pilot. cascades <laughs> yeah it's not an easy deck to pilot so if you're looking for a deck to climb with if you're looking for demon hunter wins or you want to play demon hunter this is a fun deck but if you're looking for something that's going to help you climb, it takes games played to get to know this deck. So um, be prepared to have some losses as you figure it out. All right. Uh, Kat, do you have any advice on playing against the quest spell version? Oh, it's... I don't know. It's it's been it's been weird. I've I've lost to it, but I've also beat it. But I've been playing different things. I feel like you have to, like, I I I feel like Shock Spitter Hunter has a pretty good matchup in it. Generally, um, it feels like if you can keep pressure up um, on the board, you can generally put them in a bad spot because they have to start utilizing their tools to um uh what am i trying to say like relieve you know release the pressure valve essentially so like it it feels like if you're if you're able to apply pressure um or if you're able to just keep yourself at a a high health total too but then there's always potential Jace, but you generally don't have to worry about, uh, well, you don't have to worry about um, brand Jace anymore. So like you can, as long as you're keeping track of what's going on, but I mean, so the, the, the thing is that the biggest thing I would say is, is pay attention to when they're redeeming their souls because they have to redeem souls to get the, the the you know the key minions there so you have to like keep that in mind because like that limits what they can do 
um, because you it, it, it telegraphs when something's coming. They're like, okay, I they pulled a minion out of their, you know, they pulled a minion out of the pool now. So what does that potentially mean for me? So that's kind of how I look at it. If the game goes to turn 10, there is very much the opportunity for a brand Jace. You discount your cards with the quest ticks. So uh, yeah. it is it is it is there. Um and and it is it is fun. I mean, if if they're running it, yeah. I feel like, you know, cuz they have to get they can only play if they're playing the Soul Eater Scythe. They're really only playing 3 minions, so they have to find it. So like if they are doing that, then they're playing Brand Jace plus one other. No, no, <laughs> you, can, you can't deck, do it with but... the, the Scythe, but the other version, the other quest version. So sorry, yeah. The, oh, the, yeah. yeah. The the regular quest mm-hmm. version without without Scythe, yeah. A- and this is why I wanted to talk about this because I think it actually is really important knowing the differences of like recognizing and looking. If you don't see that Scythe animation go off at the beginning of the game, but they play a quest. Absolutely. You should be thinking later in the game about a potential brand Jace. That is something that could happen. Or just multiple minions. Uh, some of those run like multiple spell damage. Not only the Silvermoon Arcanist, but they run the, uh, now I can't remember the name of it, the 3-4 that's a tradable plus spell damage. Uh, Guild Trader. Guild yes, trader. Guild yep. Trader. Um, you know, because they want that draw, so they're using that tradable effect for draw, but they're also getting spell damage. Uh, but if you do see that uh, scythe animation go off early, then yeah, then think about okay. Well, now I have to pay attention to when they're playing those bound souls. Which minion do I think they were gonna pick there to get like the best benefit? Are they going for that silver moon arcanist to go for uh, a big you know heal burst or something? Uh, so maybe I don't want to play wide if I think that's what they're gonna want to do, um, or is it? Do they have a big hand and they're probably going to pick Lady Steno? Or have they, if is it later game and they've played a lot of Fell stuff and they're, you know, picking Jace? If it's later game, they probably have worked through their minions. But um, absolutely, like, paying attention to the, just that little detail of, like, what what has happened at the, that start of game effect and what have they done with it? Uh, definitely huge. Um, I think as well, like, for me, uh, I was playing... Shockspitter Hunter, like you had mentioned, Kat. And I was also playing uh, some of that, like, aggro mage, right? That, like, small minion mm-hmm. mage that runs, like, a bunch of burst damage, essentially, um, with the arcane bolts and stuff uh, and the frozen touches. And I think both of those decks kind of have a similar play style in terms of trying to get some early chip damage with your minions and then just like finish them over the top with the burst, right? Finish them over the top with the shock spitter damage or finish them over the top with uh, the spells if you're playing the mage. And for me, I actually noticed I started doing even better against the demon hunters uh, when it got to the turn like six, seven, eight, if I stopped playing minions because of the couple things that you both already said. They can use that... uh, sinful brand or double sinful brand and run minions in well that's a lot of damage all of a sudden and even in even in uh the hunter and the mage deck you think they're running pretty small minions but even just like you said three three health or four health on a minion that's a lot of damage adds up really quickly um and then there's also that potential for if you're playing a lot of small minions on the board 
then they get huge burst heals with that like arcanist and the unleash fell against your big board they clear your whole board and they basically heal back to full and then I, I felt like the games that that happened, I usually didn't have enough damage to close out the game at that point. So, uh, you know, my my kind of recommendation for playing against them is kind of look at what you can do with your deck. And if you're playing something like that, that kind of has, you know, some small minions, some early game minions, uh, try to push some damage with those early and then try to close out the game, kind of stop playing minions uh, turns like six, seven, and eight, so that they can't have that potential of them either pushing a bunch of damage or them having big heals. The only downside is sometimes they do the Lady Steno or Jace thing, and you have no minions to like soak up <laughs> and that you damage. Just eat all and then the you're like, barrages to the face, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, well, I'm mm-hmm. dead now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that you know, for me, I, I felt like I did tend to have a little bit better success when I played that kind of style some decks can't really do that though right like some decks you can't just get early chip damage and then close out the game with like over the top damage uh so you might have to play that a little bit differently but um that was kind of my experience there uh tito how do you feel about playing against i know you said you played quite a few games with this uh what in your experience playing the deck have you felt like were the ways that you lost the game um I mean, like you were saying, you you can try to avoid playing minions in certain cases, but again, if your if your deck is built a certain way, you have to play your cards, right? So, um, the best way to, depending on the deck you're playing, you you want to get get them down fast. You want to put them on on on, on their back heels. Um, you also want to be you also don't want to go too wide. Um, around once you hit turn five and six and seven, because that's when the mana thirst kicks in on the unleash fell, and and that's when they're going to heal up to full. So like, don't. I mean, a lot of times you look to efficiently spend your mana, and if you already have a couple big threats, don't just drop your ones and your twos that are in your hand to to efficiently spend them because that becomes um, food for them to uh, heal up. So just be mindful um, of what you have and um, think just just have that kind of a turn in mind. Um, if you have if you're gonna play some big minions too, think about the potential be aware that they have the potential to brand brand um, and, and and knock you down real fast there too. So uh, you've got to play your cards, but at the same point, you know, I guess the real thing don't I wouldn't go wide. I want to go wide at the end of a game if you um, know that they haven't cast their their fell uh, their unleashed fells yet, because that's just you're gonna have them down to like five health and then they're just gonna heal to full and you're gonna concede to move on to the next game. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about the non-quest version now. So this is still running the Soul Eater Scythe, but again, no quest. Uh, so it, it still relies on like those fell spells and the no minion spells, but it does also lean a bit into the relics. Uh, so it's usually the the minions with that scythe are um, still the Silver Moon Arcanist and still Jace, but because of the relics, uh, this version usually is running the Zymox Legendary uh, to fill in with those relics. Um, kind of does very similar things still looks for those like big swing turns with either you know 
going against wide boards and getting a huge heel back to full, like Dito just mentioned, or again, doing those same like kind of big burst turns, but it doesn't have the Lady Steno for those same kind of bursty turns. So it leans a little bit more into uh, the Jace burst turns or leans a little bit more into um, creating big bodies with the relics. Um, I did see a decent amount of this myself today uh, with the, I have the 11 star bonus. Uh, I started my climb today. So, um, you know, I, I saw a few, it was kind of a mix for me. What I saw, if it was quest or non quest versions. Um, and I think those versions might only also be running one. Uh, I think Kat, you mentioned this earlier that uh, nerf to the relic of dimensions, Mm -hmm. six mana now. I think a lot of those lists are also only running one Relic of Dimensions, but, you know, they can recast it with Zymox and that too. But again, they're kind of leaning a little bit more into, um, like, the making the bodies, not necessarily the draw aspect. Um, have either of you seen this, this, like, non-quest version? Yeah, I've seen it less and less lately, but um, I think I think it's falling out of favor for the quest but because that's what all the the high legend streamers are playing right the quest spell um but this deck i i i have seen plenty i've watched draco play a lot of this actually um it's like it's still a good deck it's a little slower it's a little different um you are prone to um one, one of the things you have to remember is you are a little bit more prone to um like uh mutinous or or as, uh, what's it called? The, uh, the, the guy we hate that teal- seals your cards. Theotar. 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 Thank you. I, I <laughs> yes. blocked him from my memory banks. Because, <laughs> because you have to cast Zymox. You have to get Zymox out of his soul earlier because you have to infuse him um, if you want to get value out of him. So mm-hmm. uh, there's that. Also, one thing we should mention, um, if you are playing against any of these decks and you steal one of their souls... Um, you do not get whatever was in the soul because you did not put anything in the soul, so it will be a whiff for you. So don't you can take it and prevent them from getting one of their cards, but don't expect to get any value out of it once you have it. Yeah, that that's a good point. Um, I also will note too that looking at just like the HS replay, uh, kind of most you know most popular decks are looking at some of these, um, and I, I saw this in my experience as well. At least one copy of the Eldraki Warblades, which gives them some healing, extra healing. And uh, these these versions, I think they both do, but I think especially with the non-quest version, uh, deal with a devil, which is that new fell spell that's five mana and summons two three threes with lifesteal. But if you have no minions, you summon a third one. That's uh, what so, I've seen too. Yeah, that's... Yeah, so, so it's... There's like the big burst healing with the with the Arcanist and Unleash Fell like we've talked about, but they also have a little bit more like incremental healing or like consistent healing with like those three three minions or uh, you know a, a big attack with the War Blades as well. So for me, I kind of struggled with that a little bit with the decks that I was playing because again, it was kind of difficult to get that last little bit of burst damage that I needed against them with with the shock spitter hunter or like arcane mage or uh, the well, arcane bolt mage <laughs> aggro mage um, you know because they every time that I would deal 
three or five damage to them, they would just heal for three damage. It's like, ah, I can't get the, I can't close out this game. Like, stop putting three threes with lifesteal on the board. I can't, I can't answer this. Um, so uh, that is a big difference as well, is that they really lean more into the, the relics, bodies, you know, dealing that damage, some like consistent lifesteal in that sense, uh, instead of going for draw like they do when they have quest. Um, so if you're facing that, if they're not playing quest, I would say expect to see a little bit more tempo and board presence from them than you would against the, the other versions. Um, as we mentioned, the other versions, like the quest versions, uh, lean a little bit more into like just creating little one ones that they're going to trade in. Um, they're not really ever going to be on board. So if you're playing a deck that relies on your opponent having a board, you might struggle against that quest version, but you might actually be able to do a little bit better against this like spell version that doesn't have the quest because uh, they do have a little bit more that creates a board. Yeah, I'm not sold on Deal with the Devil. I've played with it a bit. Um, okay. I think it's bait. I think it's bait. Um, yeah, I can. I kind of feel the same way. Like I've the times where it's been impressive has been a lot fewer than when it hasn't. I, I feel like it's either been a win more card or it's too slow because they don't have rush or anything. Right. So um, it, it, it feels too slow to get me back in the game. So it's usually either um, not, not timely or um, just, you know, win more. So yeah, I don't, I, I, I am not sold on that card. I think that you will see that card drop out of these decks as we go. Yeah, I was uh, when I was trying out some mage, uh, it was it was decently easy for me to be able to just freeze those and kind of answer them over a couple of turns. Uh, and then I actually started playing later in the day today. Uh, I switched to curse imp lock. <laughs> and uh, you know what? You know, what is really nice is their turn five deal with the devil and then into a uh, turn six. <laughs> uh abyssal wave where they just go go away and they don't get that healing <laughs> yeah if it ain't broke don't so, fix it <laughs> yeah so you know it's it, it is i guess great that they have that little bit more healing but like you both said it, it does kind of require you to actually stick those three threes on the board and be able to attack with them that following turn not to say that that never happens but um I can definitely see how the meta's a little bit more favored for just that from hand kind of quest spell version that that doesn't really rely on having things on the board like that. Um, yeah, it doesn't so. answer what your it doesn't answer what your opponent probably just did, and it doesn't real and it's easy enough to react to and for many classes. So yeah, I, yeah, I I, I I agree. It's a little too. It, the times I've seen it, like it's like like Tito said, I one hundred percent agree. It feels like a win more, and and I think it's appropriately titled because most deals with the devil usually sound good, but there's usually something in the in the backside <laughs> of it that's going to get you, and and this kind yeah. of feels like that. This is appropriately named. That's totally fair. Yeah, one of those like too good to be true. It's so nice sounding. And then it's just in practice. It's like, bleh. yeah, it's a little too expensive. Yeah. yeah, they could they could bump this down to four um, if they were looking to 
Uh, not that they're looking to like. I, I think if if they made this four, it would be a fair card because uh, you have the deck building restriction of no minions, and I think it, it I think it would see more play and, and be more efficient at four. But um, I don't think they're looking to buff DH right now. But who knows after whatever they nerf in the next coming thing, they might want to push it in a different direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, so yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how how much of this version you said cat you've seen it a little bit like how much have you run into because i saw it a little bit as well but again this is kind of like people might just be trying it out it's kind of the start of the month like people you know 10 and 11 star players as well kind of can take the beginning of the month if they want to to just like kind of play whatever and try things out and then they can play like a more serious deck to still climb later if they want to or you know, with the 11 star, like you could have a negative win rate and still, <laughs> still climb. So uh, how much have you seen the, this like non quest version? I've seen as of this month, um, we're three days in. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt. I have pretty much only seen the, this version of the deck as of right now, like last month I saw more quest, but you know, uh, I, I think it's interesting and like I expect this is probably going to be the predominant version of the deck we'll see for at least a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I just um, you know, I I think that uh it's probably decreasing in in its appearance <laughs> like Tito was saying and like you said like it's You've seen more quests yourself as well, Kat. I, I expect that that will probably stay the same, at least until if there's any changes to quest-related stuff or some of those minions, then maybe people will shift back to this like spell-heavy one. But um, I, I definitely wanted us to talk about it and cover it because it still is out there and some players are still playing it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just to really like kind of understand the differences there. Um, the quest Demon Hunter and then the quest spell demon hunter like they're very very similar um basically you know as we talked about the only big difference there is that the quest spell dh leans more into having those spell effects so it's running the soul eater scythe to limit its minions the quest demon hunter is just basically the the fell 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 spell relic thing whatever no fell spell <laughs> Yeah, that. I don't know. I'm never going to be able to say that right. Um, it, it's very similar to kind of the the same quest version that we saw in the past. Um, it's, it mm -hmm. is still out there. I don't know how, like, how much I've really seen it, but it's, I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of showing up a little bit more than just the, the non-quest version. So there's like quest that is just really focused on the quest and drawing and using you know the tradable effects that kind of stuff then there's the quest that uses the soul eater scythe that is very focused on sinful brand and a couple of those big swing turns and then the spell version that's not running quest that really leans into the effects of relics and the no no minion uh spell added bonuses mm-hmm yeah and if you if you're playing the quest versions either of them the the mulligan is extremely important uh you want to mulligan for your your card draw and your cycle and you want to plan your your cycle 
for when you have the cards that are available. So you don't necessarily want the, the sigil that draws you a card. You don't necessarily want to play that unless you know that you have the opportunity to draw two more cards that next turn. Otherwise, you whiff and then you go another turn without completing your quest tick. So you really want to pay attention to your mulligans in, in those phases. I have not played a lot of Demon Hunter recently, so I will take you guys. <laughs> I've been playing Hunter and Priest mostly and some Rogue. So, <laughs> But yeah, I I think it's really cool. And these, these all these archetypes feel just like different enough that they're really different decks. And that's super cool with just shifting a few cards and how they play. So... I'm a yeah. big fan. What do you mean? We've always had that. Uh, mm -hmm. Slash S. <laughs> totally sarcastic. We, <laughs> I feel like I feel like they've tried, but yeah. yeah, a lot of times in the meta, like you'll see, like okay, like curse. Like, I'm just gonna come up with one, like curse imp, and then like curse imp with like this thing and it's like two cards different you're like that's really not like different it's, it's just, the same deck <laughs> like, yeah somebody put in a tech card basically um but yeah these ones actually do feel like they are kind of different even though there is some similarities and like tito said like both quest versions you know kind of have some similarities some similar ish play style at least in the beginning uh, I feel like once you get to like mid game and, and especially that pivotal like turn six now because of that mana thirst uh, change, which I totally forgot about until uh, I was streaming today because I, <laughs> I did take like a several day break and then I was streaming today and I was like, okay, I got to play around this, this big uh, heel. My chat's like, uh, not till turn six. Oh yeah, that was nerfed. That's right. That's right. So yeah, but that's that's Just a mistake four. people make is not using like obviously you want to use it to heal, but you're staring down a board full of imps and you know that um, sketchy bartender is coming. You you want to clear that even if you're not going to get the heal from it. So I think another mistake people make is holding some of those th mana thirst cards for the extra value when it might be okay to just play it, tempo those cards out. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I think that's definitely. A point where skill comes into play is not always waiting for the mana thirst right so like knowing when to play something or being able to judge when you to play something for uh you know less value than it potentially could have so i think that's a super interesting yeah. point to bring up yeah we talk about that a lot on bread and butter the last time don was on <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I think another example of that in this deck is that uh, Felderai Warband, right? Like, I've seen people who will just try to hold that for specifically using exactly what you were both saying earlier, to use those 1-1 one -one rushers into something where they hit that s sinful brand. But sometimes you just got to use that Warband for the 4 damage to clear something and use a couple of those rushers to clear other stuff because you might be facing down a lot of board pressure that you just can't answer yet. Or maybe you haven't found Unleash Fell and you're like, I just have to answer some of these minions now. Like I cannot wait till I have Sinful Brand to use this to answer some of the board. Um, and so, it's not just a Sinful Brand. It's it's also the um, the Feast of Souls. Like you, you want to use it to take your task. Take yeah. your quests. Yeah. Spell, spell, rel. Talking yeah. is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Words. 
Um, you know, and, and I think uh, looking at the non-quest version, um, I also saw some cases uh, with my opponents playing today where um, they have both Fel Barrage and the uh, like Relic of Extinction, right? To remove early minions or, or some minions off of the board. Uh, and I saw a lot of my opponents being able to kind of use one or the other, sometimes even both, to clear a lot of my early minions, whether it was uh, with the Hunter deck or the Mage deck, kind of just try to keep me off of board and not let those things hit their face. Uh, and then they would try to come back with, you know, playing those those relic cards, getting their own bodies on the board, uh, getting those lifesteal things or getting equipping that lifesteal weapon. Um, so there's definitely cases, you know, you, uh, and, and this is kind of where getting those reps in, like Tito was saying, is important as well, is that it's, it's all good and well to say, hey, I'm going to hold this this minion and fell barrage or I'm going to hold this plus this other thing for uh, a bunch of healing and heal back to full and, and yay, then I'll win. But sometimes you can't do that. And sometimes you need to just say, I am facing a lot of damage. I don't have that key card yet. And I cannot continue to hold this thing. Like I have to just use it to clear so that I can try to prevent all that face damage uh, to continue drawing or to find my next thing. And especially with relics, you don't want to hold relics. Like you, the, the, the entire point of relics is yeah. to use them and to increase them. So like if you have the, if you have a choice between using your fell barrage or your relic of extinction, you want extinction because the next, the next opportunity you have to cast a relic, you want to progress that relics as early as you can. Mm -hmm. Fell barrage can come later. And most of the stuff, anyway, you want to, the fell barrage, you're going to want to play early anyway, too, because you want to replay that off of chase. So like yeah play your cards oh yeah for sure yeah and fell barrage or uh relic can't go face right so like right and it's cheaper so like there's it's just yeah <laughs> and and don't be afraid to play you can play fell Bar you can play relic of extinction with with no board and sometimes that is the right play and i don't think mm -hmm. people think about that because they use it for removal but if if your next turn is going to be um vault into um, uh, minions or uh, phantasms, or into uh, the the draw card one. It sometimes is the right play to play the extinction into an empty board. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yep, one hundred percent agree. We we are all in agreement mm -hmm. there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and it's uh, you know that that's just something that you will learn as you get more reps with the game you know, and with the decks, but, you know, again, in terms of like Mulligan and what you're looking to start with, uh, Tito kind of hit on it with those quest versions earlier, really look for your draw, uh, look for those things to just progress your quest. The, the first two stages of the quest, at least. Yeah. You generally don't really care about actually completing the quest and getting the, the, the body and discounting stuff like that. That doesn't matter. What you're looking for is to be able to draw, and then discount those cards so you can play a whole bunch of stuff at once. And then with the more relic-heavy version, yeah, just play relics as much as you can, get those things going, and mm -hmm. be able to create those big boards. Um, is there any other points for either playing these Demon Hunter decks or playing against them that you want to mention, either of you? I don't They're have anything hard. to add. Yeah, I... they, they are they are all challenging decks to play. So if like that's what you're looking for, they're fun, they're interactive, 
there's a lot of decisions to be made but it's not it's not pure pally it's not uh you know aggro mage you 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 have a lot to think about in these turns and and they're complicated so make sure it's what you want to play yeah i will say after playing aggro mage there's a lot of freaking decisions in that <laughs> deck too to be fair like yeah so, exactly yeah. No, yeah. we're not saying we're not saying that there are <laughs> that there's not decisions to be made in Agro Mage, but there's yeah, also come on, Tito. <laughs> also there's um, a lot I mean, of how hard is it to throw ice balls at feast? <laughs> uh, well, when you're staring down a board of things, you got to decide if you're gonna have to clear any of their minions. That sucks, or if you have to wait for your freaking eight mana thirst. Ugh, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. It's a little bit slower than maybe initially expected. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of decisions in these. So, you know, if you are looking at playing these because they, you know, are popping up a lot or you see a lot of opponents playing these, yeah, definitely give yourself, more, I, I think, probably more games than you would with like your average deck or depending on your play style. Just give yourself the reps for a little while. Uh, to to kind of get familiar with how these play um but i think for me kind of to close out my biggest advice if you're going to play these is especially with the scythe versions where you're only running a couple of minions um really kind of look at how your hand is forming and what your opponent is doing when you kind of pick which minion you're going to go for if you really haven't played that many fell spells yet don't pick chase to just play on turn eight like that does not mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that does not do a whole lot you know like if you've got a large hand you got a lot of spells like really lean more into that lady steno or the arcanist um you know kind of thing if if your opponent is not playing a type of deck that's going to go wide on board don't go for the arcanist and sit there and hold it to go for an unleash fell big turn that's it's not going to be as effective as what you want so uh, that I think would be my kind of advice because I feel like even playing against it I've seen people doing that kind of thing and then they end up holding those minions and not playing them for what they wanted and then it allows me as the the hunter or the curse imp block or whatever to do what I want to do and then all of a sudden you're dead as the demon hunter mm -hmm. so yeah definitely yeah. You, when you're when it feels like the, the deck is definitely good at putting people on the back foot and then you know, keeping the pressure up. And if you're new and you're going to start playing this deck and you want to climb with it, wait till you hit a rank floor. Start at a rank floor because otherwise you might just drop. Yes. You're going to feel like you're banging your head against a wall instead of the literal, like, floor, <laughs> I guess. This <laughs> is a rank floor. Yep. You don't want to feel like you're just losing a bunch of ranks with this deck. And, yeah, definitely, like, you know, in general, that that is just great advice, like, when learning a new deck. I mean, but especially with something like this where there's multiple versions or just the, the meta still feels like it's maybe slightly shifting as people kind of try slightly different variations of decks, you know, just kind of give yourself the grace when learning the deck and playing it uh, and don't expect it to just like, Oh, it's, it's good. Or like these highly ranked legend players are playing it and it's good. So I can just pick it up and play it and I'll just win a bunch. Like <laughs> that's not quite how this works. And if it does for you, then 
good on like, you let us know like and you come on here and like mm-hmm. let us know how to do that because i'd love to I hear think for yeah for for most players that is, is not how it works so yes um, i agree 100 percent. but thank you both for uh for joining me for that discussion i think that was that was really good we we did uh a good deep dive i think into the kind of different variations and how they play and how to play against them here here okay well speaking um let's do our normal wrap-up and what do we have for a poll question this week yeah so this week we would like to know which class would you like to see changes to next and i I am kind of actually keeping this vague on purpose because I want to see how people answer this. If I just say changes, because maybe somebody wants buffs to one of these. I don't know, but (laughs) we'll see. But which class would you like to see changes to next? Uh, Put demon hunter, hunter, rogue, or mage. Uh, So please let us know what you think. We'll have that poll question on Twitter and I have been posting them now in the discord as well. So please join us in there and you can answer either via Twitter or that discord posting as well. And we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. You can follow uh, our top pin tweet to join the Dr. Three Discord. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at Alkaline underscore cat and uh, disc- or twitch.tv forward slash Alkaline cat. Dragon Rider. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Donnie DK, D A W N I E D K. Uh, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, all of that. Uh, Dragon Raider, TCCG, and also uh, now we've had a like a small, you know, holiday New Yearish break. Uh, we'll be kicking things back up with the TCCG roundtable every week, talking all about uh, just card games in general, all sorts of card game news, uh, competitive play, organized play events, and topics. And Tito, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Tito Santana HS. I stream most nights between 9 and 12 Eastern Standard Time. I usually play not just Hearthstone. I play Civilization. I play Warcraft. And I also play some other games. And I'm playing Hades right now. I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, you can find me on Bread and Butter. That's a podcast. You can just find it in your podcatcher of choice that's me and doc but we talk about fundamentals of hearthstone and try to help you all improve we already talked about it before but more importantly you can find me this saturday where bread and butter and doctor three as we mentioned before are going to be having a show match at 9 p.m where smarms versus doc but two people enter to leave maybe have a bite to eat afterwards um it's gonna be a good time and um, uh, uh, I believe Cat will be hosting, and um, me and Dawn will be doing some casting, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, it's gonna be a learning experience, and um, we hope you come down and hang out. Yeah, can't wait for that. So thank you guys for tuning in this weekend. As always, you've been listening to Doctor Three.
We'll see you all in the show match and our crossover episode as Smarms takes down Doc McButt. Yeah, good luck. Boom.